0: This podcast is designed for you to discover more about who you are, to challenge your old adopted beliefs, and to expand your awareness at what's really possible. I'm Adam Esko, and this is The Unspoken Agreements. About six days ago, I was standing outside. I was taking my garbage out to the bottom of the driveway and I stood outside for probably an extra six minutes to make a call. And I remember finishing up that call, walking back inside and I looked at my hand, my left hand right between my thumb and my pointer finger. I noticed a little bite. It was either, I was like, this is either mosquito bite. Maybe it's a spider bite. I had seen like that. It kind of swelled up a little bit. Um, Didn't make much of it, so I, you know, I went to bed, woke up the next day in the morning, and there was some decent swelling around that part of my hand. So I started to ice it, and I noticed as the day was progressing that it was starting to get more swollen around that kind of mid area in my thumb, and my pointer finger was a little bit red. And, uh, this was a day where we were going to head our family was going to head to the beach. And so I was like, oh, I got to ice this and, uh, kind of nip this early on and just kind of get through it. And so I kind of kept on going through the day. I remember taking some Advil and, uh, then we were off to the beach, uh, my wife, myself and our three boys. And when we got to the beach, it was, mm, let's say probably around six, seven o'clock at this point. I've been looking at my hand throughout the drive, and uh, my hand had swole up into a pretty nice size little red balloon, all extended from my thumb to my my middle finger area now. And I end up texting a friend of mine who's a physician. I just kind of explained what was going on. I was like, is this something I should be concerned about? Sent a picture and she was like yeah you know most of the time this will just fade away after a couple days and um, just take some benadryl take some advil uh if you have any and by the way this like my hand was itching like crazy it was swelling so fast it was so inflamed Um, it was throbbing it was itching it was starting to get a little painful i was like it'll probably go away in a couple days it'll be better in the morning just take some corticosteroids use a cream so I'm like, okay, great. Like, I, I've had spider bites before. I, I've had, because um, this wasn't a mosquito bite. I mean, it could have been. I still don't know. I didn't see the bug. Uh, I didn't see the insect. So, you know, I had a spider bite on my hand before. I remember it going away. I remember having a spider bite on my hand also maybe when I was a teenager and I had to take antibiotics for it. So I remember having multiple experiences with spider bites. This kind of felt the same, and I just didn't know which way this was going to go. So I we get to the beach and we're staying with uh, my wife's parents, my in-laws, and uh, her sister as well. So this is gonna be a blast, right? So it's the night and they're I'm kind of, you know still icing my hand. Everyone, this has become like a little bit of a topic of conversation. And they look at it after we get the kids to bed and like I remember just looking at the expression of their eyes. And their eyes were pretty big. They were like, this is serious. Uh, this is, and to me, I'm looking and I'm noticing like one of the knuckles disappearing, that pointer finger knuckle is kind of disappearing, the next middle finger knuckles. That's how I'm kind of checking to see if this thing is expanding from my point of view, from my lens. I'm like, oh, that, I'm kind of missing another knuckle right now. Um, still like thinking this is going to get better in the morning. And and they were concerned. Um, they were looking at it and they're like, this is this is a big deal. You should think about going to urgent care right now. And I'm like, what? Urgent care? It's been like, these things go away. It hasn't even been a full 24 hours. It's almost a full 24 hours. It'll go away. In my back of my mind, I already have my physician friend who I texted and showed her, her picture. And she's like, it'll probably go away. So in my head, I'm like, mm, uh, thank you. I really appreciate it. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to check it in the morning. If it's not better in the morning, then you know maybe I'll consider it. And they didn't stop there Um, because this is actually similar to like what a sales conversation would be. They're saying they feel strongly that I should go to urgent care. I'm resistant. I have my objections. You know, I want to I want to hang out. I think it's going to get better. Um, How long is it going to take? Like These are like my objections in a sales conversation. And so the next thing and I'm not sharing that with them. That's what's going on in my mind. The next thing is my father-in-law gets a computer, places it on the table, starts looking up urgent care, totally unprompted, and he actually calls them. I'm like, wow, he's actually calling urgent care to see if they're open, what it would be like to go in, uh, and I just was like, wow, they're really taking this seriously. And by the way, as I'm sharing this right now, I'm also super grateful to have uh, in-laws that are, are taking the time and and and. And just going through this for me. I was like, wow, I can't believe they're actually like really, really doing all these steps. And so then I hear a story from my mother-in-law and father-in-law. They just had a close friend of them that had a spider bite. This is what she's saying. She said, my friend had a spider bite on her leg. She didn't make much of it. She let it go for a couple of weeks. And then her leg swelled up and then uh, ended up creating this ulcer and had to go into the hospital. So everything's happening right now and they're breaking down my objections, my objections of I'm going to be okay, it's totally fine, Um, you know, how far, how long is this going to take, how far is urgent care, it's probably 12 minutes away, it's brand new. Um, So they're breaking down my objections and I finally look at them and I, I just see, I just remember seeing their eyes and like the way they were experiencing what was happening when they were looking at my hand and I was just like, okay. I'll go, like, let's go, um, let's do it. So I I go into urgent care, I drive over there, um, there's no one there, it's like empty, it's like amazing, walk in, they're like, okay, yeah, we're ready for you, like one sheet of paper, just putting your name in there, like, wow, this is incredible, I'm thankfully I haven't been to urgent care for myself uh, in a long, long, long time. And I remember seeing the doctor, and the doctor was was concerned. And by the time I got to... Uh, that that uh, room, the room, the private room that uh, he saw me in—it was a male doctor. They, um, what we had noticed was that my hand had ballooned on the backside of my hand, uh, all the way to like my ring finger, and then something that he noticed was. If I flipped my hand over, so if I turned my hand and wrist over, there were actually some red streaks going up my forearm uh, through my veins. So, um, And this had all happened in 24 hours. So at that point, what he had noticed and and diagnosed this as was a cellulitis in which what that really means is uh, an infection that travels underneath the skin uh, and it had already started to spread. So I was super grateful to be there. And I was just remembered this feeling of, oh my goodness, I am so lucky to A, have this place, have the ability to live in a place and environment in a world where I have access to this kind of care and have in-laws and people enough to care about me and to voice their opinion, um, in which I, and, and, and kept, and kept going with it and didn't, let my objections take over because at that point I got antibiotics orally, I've got Benadryl, I got um, steroids, and um, I also got instructions on what to do um, moving forward. So I took all those medicines at the urgent care, went home, was so grateful, a thousand thank yous, mental note that, um, you you know, keep your eyes open, so to speak. So then it's the next day. So this is now Saturday. my Halfway through the day, my hand has gotten a lot better. Uh, the swelling went down, but it wasn't totally gone, um, and I was still continuing to take an antibiotic. And maybe after the halfway point of the day, I'm still icing it. I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, it feel it felt better. To me, it felt a lot better. But I'm asking other people, like, well, you know, what do you think? And they're like, yeah, it doesn't really look that much better. Um, so I'm like, oh, okay, well, it feels better. Maybe it's just going to take a little bit of time, get some more antibiotics in. And a couple hours later, uh, what we noticed was on the back side of the wrist, the inflammation and the redness had started traveling up my wrist. And here's the thing, like, I, this is all so fluid I'm like convincing myself, was that there? Was that not there? You start questioning yourself. Is that, was that there to begin with? Was I just not watching it? Was it the sun? I was outside for a couple hours. Maybe I got sunburned. Like you're kind of going through all this stuff. And we're like, well, you know, that sunburn conversation actually really happened. Like I was like, maybe it was the sun. And like, well, why isn't your other wrist red? You know, so uh, anyway, I'm making fun of myself because those thoughts really did come up. And we're actually going through, so I'm taking pictures throughout the day now. I am using a Sharpie to mark the lines on my arms to see whether the, the inflammation is spreading um, because you really, it's like hard to tell. You start convincing yourself, was it there, was it not? It's just mental dance that's going on. And uh, so then it's almost nighttime. Uh, we are, we're, we're, Again, we're with our kids. We're five, three, and six months. And they're like, you. the conversation comes up with like, you should potentially consider going to the hospital. So it's like literally the same thing happening all over again. You should go to the hospital. And I'm like, what? Guys, like we just started the antibiotic. It's gonna take time to kick in. Um, It's like the same conversation happening from the night before, except that I'm now a little bit more open to, um, a new reality and having a little bit more perspective based off being so shocked from the night before, uh, based off what the doctor said and how concerned he was and, you know, that, uh, things to look out for. And so I said, okay, you know what? I, I am going to be open to that. Um, why don't we do this? I'm going to take my next dose of the antibiotic. Cause I was supposed to take two a day a little bit early and I'm going to see what happens from there. Plus I have it all marked. Um, so if things change, if things don't seem to get better, then we'll make a different decision at that point, and uh, and then so what happened was, it's now probably seven o'clock. We just put our first son to bed in the place, and our other two are getting ready for bed. And I looked down at my wrist, and um, again, mind you, I don't have any fever. I'm still feeling okay. There's some pain. There's some itchiness. There's some swelling for sure. A lot of swelling. And I look at my wrist and the the redness has is continuing to go. This was two hours after I took the next antibiotic. So I look I look over at everyone and I say, guys, um, I think we we gotta go, we gotta leave. We're gonna have to drive home and go go to the hospital. I think you're right. Um, because this is not something that I'm seeming to have any influence or control over. At least I don't know how to do that yet. So um at that point they thought the opposite was going to happen, but everyone was on board. We, we just in the moment packed right up, two of my kids were crying. They were having so much fun and they wanted to stay. We like, everyone just chipped in, helped out. We packed up the car, eight o'clock, drove four hours home and I checked myself into the hospital. And, uh, my experience at the hospital so right off the bat you know i I shared what was going on i could see there's a little bite mark everyone's like can you see the spider did you see the insect i was like no i don't see it but they it almost didn't matter they hooked me up to some ivs a couple in my arm and immediately start uh, giving me some iv antibiotics and my experience at the hospital overall was was fine. Um, whatever I'm about to share right here is, no, is not a, a bashing, uh, my intention is not to shed any negative light on hospitals or anything like that. It is, again, super grateful to have uh, had an experience and being able to be treated in a hospital setting. Um, but my, uh, to share my previous experiences in hospitals, uh, A, as a patient myself, and be as a uh, supporter for my wife, who's had now three births and a couple other f- um, friends and family members that I've gone to just support. Uh, this one was a little bit different. And I didn't, I, my expectations, I think, kind of got me in, in a little bit of trouble here because I went through the ER, I checked myself in. Um, and uh, what I experienced was there were these long periods of time where you're just alone right you're just totally by yourself there's no one coming in this was this experience like there's no there's no doctor like i almost didn't see a doctor for i don't remember how long a physician Um, i did have pretty good nurse support but you're really just out there um and so what what i remember two things stuck out to me as as major take-homes and and i don't want to go too far overboard in the lesson but um there was one time where the doctors in the uh, ER continue to change shifts. So uh, they're not there for 72 hours uh, You know, with every patient. So they take shifts like everyone else so they could get rest. And I remember there was a new doctor that just got there. I hadn't seen him or her. And I heard that they were going to switch the antibiotic without um, taking, I would never seen this person. Like, so they'd never come in and actually looked at my arm. They were just ordering antibiotics and, and switching up the antibiotics based off of maybe what the, the nurse was telling them. And this is where I think um, one of the lessons of uh, kind of when you're in a hospital setting, potentially, or, or, or any setting, being an advocate for yourself uh, could be really important. Because and your ability to speak up in those moments can make a big difference. So your ability to ask for what you want and what you need uh, can really, really matter, could really change uh, a result, an outcome. Um, Because at that moment, I was like, uh, you know, they were already starting to hook up the the IV line. They were I saw them come in. I was like, hey, what's going on? And they're like, oh, we're going to change your antibiotics I was like, oh, what? How did that decision come about? So I was getting inquisitive. I was getting curious on what was going on. And so there's a new doctor here. They want to change your antibiotic. And I was like, you know what? Do you mind if uh, I meet the doctor and we have a discussion about it? And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. No problem. I'll, I'll go get him. So it was okay. Uh, you know, without doing that, um, you're kind of, you kind of feel like you're on an island, you know, especially in a hospital setting where you're kind of sitting in a hospital bed, hooked up IV lines, you're hooked up to the wall. Um, uh, listen, if someone, and and this is something that I'm, I experience, it's like, you kind of feel out of control, right? You feel like you're dependent to some extent on other people to take care of you. And, and so your ability, unfortunately, uh, to advocate for yourself, to speak up for yourself, to ask for what you want, to practice that muscle, to really get behind that and feel um, secure in that, for me, made a difference. Um, and I'll, I'll share a story of why that mattered in a second. Um, which also, you know what, my heart really, really goes out and empathizes with people that are in the hospital that don't have the support um, and may need it and need, and need an advocate. As my phone alarm goes off use me here um that's one of my alarms that go off that tell me to breathe which is really funny so so I, now I'm realizing oh my gosh I'm I, I am my own advocate here like I, I am here I it's my job to speak up for what it is that I want and I need and it is now 24 hours in uh, I'm going through multiple antibiotics. I'm noticing uh, different, my hand, the swelling has gone way down my hand, and in most areas of my wrist, it, the swelling and inflammation went down. And they're like, good news, nurse comes in, amazing nurse, really sweet nurse, says, um, great news, you know, you're going to get discharged today, your hand looks so much better, we've got a plan. And I'm like, wow, that's that's great news, I wanted to get out of there. Um, I'll share with something in a second. I want to get out of there. Uh, and I'm like really excited. I'm like, that's, that's fantastic. And again, like where does this decision come from? I'm not sure. But I said, um, then the doctor comes in and, and says like a minute later, sh- the, the doctor comes in. She says the same thing like, Oh, great news. You know, we're going to get you discharged. You're going to be going home. Um, you're doing so much better. Uh, like fantastic. And, <laughs> this is what I'm talking about in terms of um, following any any part of your gut, anything that you feel like you have an urge to say and you might not be sure and you don't know if you're going to look stupid or not or and you just got to go out and say it because there was this thing inside of me that I had started to notice on the near, un, a little bit underneath my elbow that there was some swelling going on there. um, And so... I was like, that's like that's awesome. Um, I do want to mention one thing. I'm starting to notice a little bit of swelling right here, and I'm kind of holding my my left arm. This is where it was happening, a little bit under my elbow, uh, which I don't remember or think that was there before. And I, can, do you mind if I show it to you? And I said, yeah, oh yeah, sure, no problem. And like they're getting the just di- discharge papers, like they're already talking about the discharge paper. And I show it to them, and I and I see their eyes. <laughs> I see their eyes like pop open. They're like, "Oh my goodness, you are not going home today. You're definitely not going home today." Like in a moment it went from you're going home to you're not going anywhere. Like in a in a hot second, you're not going anywhere. And again, um my point isn't that uh like to call them out for their their competence or skills. It's not that. It's actually to encourage you as the person to follow your gut, follow your instincts to say something when you may not be sure about it, or you're kind of afraid of looking stupid, you're asking a thousand questions, whatever. In this case, the swelling had spread to a new area of my arm and they hadn't looked at it. They just hadn't looked at it. So they were unaware of it. They didn't do a real thorough, like they made this decision that was going to discharge based off of how one side of my hand was. And they didn't get the, they didn't really look at the other side of my arm um, so I mean, so I'm staying in, this is going to be day number two, mind you, this is now on Sunday. Um, so I'm in the hospital by myself and I, I feel bad cause my wife's home by herself. We cut the beach short. Um, like she's taking care of our boys and here, I'm not feeling that bad. Like I'm feeling like, like I want to be there. I want to support her, but here's the other side of what's going on. This is just a funny thing I want to share is that it's Sunday, the first day of football season. Um, There's uh, the finals of the U.S. Open. There is game six of a playoff basketball game that I want to watch. So, I don't watch a whole... T- I really don't watch that so much TV anymore and I'm sitting there in the bed and I've got the TV up in front of me and I'm like, damn, man. If I had to be stuck in a hospital, like this was the day... I'm like laughing. This was the day, man. It was football. The Redskins won. Oh, sorry. The Washington football team won. Uh, it was just like... It- anyway, I couldn't ask for a-, a better day to be stuck in a hospital by myself. It was like... There was so much great things to watch on TV. So, side note, and I want to, again... I'm going to bring out all the positives there. So first lesson, going back to um, really advocating for yourself, if you can, speaking up and asking for what you want and your need and following your gut when you're sensing something might be off um, to actually do that. That's what my in-laws did for me. They sensed something was not right and they felt called to say it to me, which ended up really, really I would have been on this far later than um, I, I normally than, – than I, than I took action on. And in this case, I might have gone home way too early, and that infection could have uh, continued to spread, continue to get in my blood. Who knows, right? I'm just coming with hypotheticals. Get in my bloodstream. Um, I would have gotten potentially more resistance to antibiotics, whatever. Uh, so uh, t- about two days later – like, I'm in the hospital for maybe two, two and a quarter days – and I finally do get discharged. My hands doing so much better, and I uh, and, and you know I'm not out of out of the woods yet. I'm still taking oral antibiotics. It's it's absolutely um, changing my gut to say the least. Um, but super grateful for this experience and having gone through that, and having the ability to reflect back on this major take home of, um, you know, the fir- the first thing is is that. It's, it's up to us to ask for what we want and need. We have we have a voice. We have a way to communicate. Um, and in some cases, that's follow your gut and and speak up. And doesn't have to be in a way that is demeaning or um, making someone else wrong. Um, but do what you think is right, what feels right to you. Here's the second major take-home that I realized. Um, it wasn't until maybe a little bit past one day in the hospital, um, 18 hours in where I'm, they're putting different IV antibiotic. They're trying different IV antibiotics. Some of it, which was working. Some of it really wasn't working. And I'm watching the the inflammation and swelling spread up. Like I said, underneath my elbow. Um, that was the first time I actually started to get worried. And, I've, uh, you know, I've, I kind of try and and have developed this muscle around faith that hey, everything happens for a reason, everything's gonna be okay, and that that really helped me for the first, in a lot of ways, that really helped me stay mentally like really positive through this whole experience. I mean, I was in a high state of gratitude as I was saying, I was I was doing great, I was I was thankful to be in that setting, and then that. That unsettling feeling like, hey, Adam, you're not really in control here. Like you're really not in control of your body. Like that, there was a mental battle that took place where it's like, okay, what happens if the antibiotics don't work? Then what's going to happen next? I started noticing uh, just that mental tug and pull happen with like, what if, right? Like what if, what's the worst thing that's going to happen here? That was going on and um right along the time that was happened we got a a new nurse that came in and i had a long conversation with her and i will tell you the conversation i had with her was uh so freaking helpful she um made me feel so at ease so cared for so supported um again i'm just strapped to the bed uh, with my ivs on and um it gave me such an amazing peace of mind at that time. Like what I really needed aside from my body to respond from the antibiotics and start healing. What I really, really needed was mental peace of mind. That was, that was so big. Um, especially when you're by yourself and you don't know what's going to happen. There's that uncertainty. Uh, I just am so grateful to have had this nurse come at the best time. Um, that gave me that, that really helped me just kind of walk through it, talk through it. And, um, and so I'm just so grateful for, it made me step back. And after that, I I got like a little bit emotional. And even as I say this, I'm getting a little emotional, thinking that when I was a practicing periodontist, ah, man, you know, doing the technical work and, um, having a physical impact to the body uh, where people had either infection or, you know, needed uh, some replacement of tissue or implants or whatever it was is so important, right? That's really important. What's, what's also, and maybe equally important is the people that came when they had that mental battle, when they feel afraid, uh, when they feel out of control and they're in that chair, um, and The influence that you could have as a dentist, a doctor, a healthcare professional, a nurse, or anyone that you are caring for, like you're caring for your, a family member, a mom, a dad, a sibling, a friend, anyone that feels that kind of fear, that has that uncertainty, uh, that feels out of control, And if you could, and as a coach, I feel this as well, and I'm so grateful to have this um, ability to impact people this way still, the ability to make someone feel at ease to help them navigate through their own mind, through their own fears, through their own uncertainties, through their own doubts, through their own worries, and take that pressure off and quiet those thoughts is so so valuable it's so important um, it's a real gift that you can give to another human being or multiple human beings and she gave me that gift uh, the mental battle started going on there was no i didn't know which way this was going to go the anabox had and hadn't been working someone did something and uh, my mind started to race my mind started race it, you know again, with all the, the mental training that I do and the faith that I'm building, I'm ultimately, this was a new level of uncertainty that I hadn't reached. And I, then the, the mental chatter was going and just hearing her, um, say, you know, you're going to be okay. Like those words are so freaking powerful. You know, you're going to be okay. You got good support here. If you need anything here, just hit the button, right? The stuff, you know, but like, yeah, you, you know, you got it. You're, it's the right time to hear it. That's the time I needed to hear it. There was a lot of mental noise going on there. So, we all have that uh, ability to impact another person that way. And you don't know what someone else is going through because you're not inside their head. And if you have the ability in any capacity, again, in healthcare or outside, to um, help someone navigate through their noise, quiet their noise. Get them out of that fear-based thinking. That is a major, major gift. That is impacting someone um, on so many levels, and uh, and so that was the other gift that I, I got to receive. I got to be the recipient of that gift, and I and I hold that uh, with such endearment. And uh, and hopefully we'll be able to pay that forward over and over and over again. So that's something that you could do. And, uh, you could do that to anyone. You could do that with your words. You could do that with your love. You could do that in any form of expression that you feel called to do. And I would just uh, invite you to open your eyes and see how you could support someone that way and support yourself that way. Sending love. Hey everyone. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please visit me at www.adamesco.com.